0: Welcome to Concentrated, the podcast about all of the stuff that we find cool and interesting as nerds of color. I am your host, Maria. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Eric. Hello. And the lovely Manera. Hey. So today, guys, we are going to start our two-part series um, dedicated to graphic novelist Brian K. Vaughn. Today, though, we're gonna just focus on him as a graphic novelist and some of his work. Uh, part two, we'll get into what part two will be later, but that's where we are today. Before we get into it, though, it is time for Eric to give us some news. Uh,
1: I, I guess more so much like him. Yeah, I was
0: waiting for time. you to do that when you hit
2: the. Shout the out Amy Bobby. Don't yeah. shout her out.
1: <laughs> friend friend of the show, Amy B. Bobby. She's not. Don't <laughs> shout her out. Yep. We need some Dutch listeners. Do we? I
2: we'll mean, I guess.
1: Voice. Anyway, uh, unfortunately, I do have to start with a death. And it is a sad one if you are a fan of the world of comedy. Yeah. Um, comedian norm mcdonald uh is dead at 61 after a very private battle with cancer um mm-hmm. apparently no one knew but he had been battling cancer for close to a decade which is very sad because yeah. he continued to go on shows and he uh you know everyone that knows him has basically been pouring their heart out i think the last thing that he worked on was uh, the latest season of the orville uh which thankfully we're getting into the season but uh, he did voice recordings for that because he plays the the glob of Ooze, which is a really fun show. So that is very It's sad. just
0: – I didn't realize – I think, yes, first and foremost, it's very, very sad. Um, I You know, obviously celebrities are entitled to their privacy. But this kind of new thing that's happening where we're finding out that, you know – people that we love, you know, in whatever their profession or what have you are battling these diseases quietly behind the scenes. And so when, you know, the inevitable comes, it's a huge shock to us. Although obviously those closest to them may have already known, like, you know, this is similar to what we experienced with Chad- Chadwick Bozeman that his family obviously knew what he was battling, but no mm-hmm. one else did. And it just comes as a shock. So like, I hope, I hope this isn't a trend that keeps going, so to speak, um because I don't I mean I don't want anybody to die, but I definitely don't want to be shocked by the news that somebody died either, you know? Yeah. Um so for me it was that and then also I didn't realize he was so old. I don't know why I just thought he was like in his well, like mean, late 40s.
1: Now, 6 well 161 is not that old, but at the same time like he has been in the comedy scene since the, you know, the eighties and he started kind of blowing up a little bit in the nineties with, you know, being in like Adam Sandler movies and stuff like um, Dirty Work was kind of his big first starring role. And then Mm -hmm. he had Screwed with Dave Chappelle, both really funny movies uh, that never, they didn't get the the love that they should have at the box office. Um, But yeah, um, his producer and uh, personal friend, And his statement said he never wanted the diagnosis to affect the way the audience or any of his loved ones saw him. Norm was a pure comic. He once wrote that a joke should catch someone by surprise. It should never pander. And he certainly never pandered. Norm will be missed terribly.
0: He's a funny dude. Like him doing the SNL news was like literally one of my favorite things ever. He was so good at it.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, Google put out something earlier today about the the number of search results for people Googling um, SNL Burt Reynolds and SNL Turd Ferguson mm-hmm. have like, skyrocketed. And I know Conan O'Brien, um, his YouTube channel is basically, because he used to go on Conan O'Brien and have the most amazingly weird interviews. So they've been like reposting a lot of his classic interviews, just him. I mean, you know, it's something when, when Bob
0: walls. Dole wrote like a whole thing for him from him, from the days of him impersonating Bob Dole. Bob Dole.
1: Yeah, yeah like, it was a good impersonation.
0: It was really good. Yeah, rest in peace to him and condolences to his family and folks that knew him. You know, it's it's definitely to your point Eric, a big one, you know, in the comedy scene.
1: Yeah, and it, again, it's it's a little bit more more sad because it just came out of nowhere. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Um, got some new uh some new news uh, okay. over at Warner Brothers. Uh we got the news today that uh, Tony nominee Matthew Lopez is going to be writing a remake of Whitney Houston's The Bodyguard. You know, the Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston film uh, from 1992. Because someone wanted that, apparently.
0: Yeah, you see our faces. Listeners, the silence is because Manir and I are both looking at Eric like, but why?
2: <laughs> right, I don't need it.
0: Who oh, the my. fuck asked well, trust for me, that? I'm-
1: I've got some some additional stories in here where you're going to have the same response, but
2: Ugh, yeah, this right. is the
1: first one. Um, no one cares. It's, it's it's been in the work since 2011. For some reason, then again, the bodyguard did gross 400 million at the box office, so
2: the bodyguard is still good.
1: It's a hit, so why not make it a hit again and make more money?
2: No, no. Like I said, the bodyguard is still good, so you don't need to.
1: That's the not the how it works in Hollywood. There.
2: No, I don't.
1: Nope. If it was good, it can be good again for that's... money.
0: I no, just know. Yeah. That's just no how, all the way around. No, that's how I don't works. need it. I don't want it. It's stupid. Whatever.
1: Well, you know, it's going to be the the better part is when someone comes out and when they announce the casting for the Whitney Houston role. Uh, yeah. That's, Look that's, forward to that.
2: <laughs> it's not gonna be fun. But and okay whoever's
1: gonna try to attempt to fucking to, to sing that song.
2: I mean, it can't be like get Dolly Parton.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's it, just her. The people Parton that could ever thinks. sing that song is Dolly Parton <laughs> and Whitney Houston. But you're gonna have somebody come out soon, and that, that's gonna be the song they're gonna try, and it's gonna be terrible. Anyway, moving along, <clears throat> we got some news from Sony. Sony TV and PlayStation Productions have announced that they are putting into works a live-action Twisted Metal series. If you don't know Twisted Metal, it was a game in the late 90s, early 2000s uh, that spanned the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. Um, basically, it was vehicular combat where you had these souped-up cars with missile launchers and mm-hmm. cool weapons. Like Their main mascot was Sweet Tooth, who was like this insane clown, because there's tons of guys out there that, for some reason, want insane clown tattoos and insane clown imagery never understood it um but yeah that was their biggest thing um and also onto that news we got the first star of the show uh anthony mackie will be playing john doe in the show that's all we really know about the character his name is john doe i would assume that he's probably a version of the Axel character it's um, the
2: picture that is posted with it where he has a c se- <laughs> he has a secret
1: He's that's just, just like, anthony mm. mackey's face <laughs>
0: <laughs> i hate everything about this next fucking story <laughs> I, like
1: the, I like the idea of it because i like once they got to twisted metal black which i believe was the last twisted metal game they started getting into the stories of the characters and they got progressively like more awful and dark and twisted i would like to see this done practically but this like this could be a cool mad max style series um i think it would probably work better as a movie than a show so Again, I'm more interested in seeing them put these vehicles together because everybody had their own little backstory. <sighs> Moving <Sorry>. along. <laughs> I got a I got a double dose of Schwarzenegger for you. You ready for this?
0: Uh, yeah. First up,
1: we got the news that we are getting a sequel to uh, Twins. Do you remember Twins?
0: Yes. It came out 33 familiar. years ago.
2: <laughs> <What the> fuck. <laughs> What Danny is Danny DeVito, going on? no, no, no,
1: Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and this is going to be called triplets. And you know who the third person is in that triplet f- family? Oh
0: God, Tracy man.
1: Morgan, Danny DeVito, <laughs> Schwarzenegger, Tracy Morgan.
0: Our triplets. That's yeah. what triplets. we're
2: getting.
1: Triplets. Yep.
0: Triplets. So it's official. The art of filmmaking is dead, and Hollywood has run out of ideas. Okay, got it. That yeah, shark the has long, just been.
1: Tracy been Morgan different. will play the long lost third sibling.
2: I don't. I don't think. Start shooting it. in
1: January. I don't like think they they're rolling that. hard on this.
2: Who's rolling hard on it? Uh,
1: who is the studio behind this? Uh, I don't know, but I know Ivan Reitman. Uh, I believe Ivan Reitman is is going back to direct. Why? Because he's old and has nothing better to do.
2: This ain't it, though.
1: Although, if he wanted to, he could have come back and directed... Uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. and said he gave it to his son, Jason Reitman, who's directing.
0: I don't want any of this. None of this do I want. None of it.
1: You're getting it. Triplets. And I, I'm more so like trying to figure out how they explain Tracy Morgan in that family
0: please tell me you. please please tell me you have a story about actual news that's oh, I got, not I got, terrible i told you
1: i told you i had a double shot of of schwarzenegger you ready for this oh, and this no. one is technically not even schwarzenegger um do you remember the 1996 action thriller eraser yes you know where schwarzenegger <laughs> is like a a uh, CIA agent or a DEA agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah it's yeah. got Vanessa uh-huh. Williams, and mm-hmm. they, they have handheld rail guns, and there's this big action. It's also got um, James Caan. Yes. Well, apparently, they filmed a sequel over this summer called Eraser Who's Reborn. they? The studio behind Eraser.
0: Why? Why is any of this happening
1: Oh. Uh, details on the new thing and uh, basically schwarzenegger is apparently not back new star is dominic sherwood who is uh on shadow hunters the mortal instruments show and also petty dreadful city of angels he is in the lead role um not much else is given on that but it was shot in secret over the summer and look out I for that i don't at some want point any of this year.
0: I don't fucking want any of this.
1: I'm more so trying to figure out like who was really like going hard for Eraser. Like it did a pretty good job in the theaters back in 1996. But at the same time, that was 1996. Like, again, this is what almost 30 years later. Why are we getting this now? This feels very like straight to video. Like I would expect to see Steven Seagal pop up in one of these.
2: He's not in any of these pictures
1: though. Who? Schwarzenegger?
2: No, Steven Seagal.
1: No, oh, no. I feel like this budget, this movie probably has more of a budget than anything Steven Seagal's used to these days.
0: Just why? I don't understand. Ugh. All right, Eric, Eric you're,
2: you're doing right. You're you're not really giving I got us one, a goodie. One more,
1: uh, one more thing um, that you guys might actually be into, especially based on how bad the last one was. Um, we got the news today that also filmed kind of in secret is the new predator movie skulls it is supposed to be a prequel um to some of the previous predator films and this one i i want to say i'm excited about it but i was also excited about the last one that was terrible mm-hmm. but this one is directed by dan Trachtenberg, who has a pretty good shop record um he did uh 10 cloverfield lane he did um God, he's done a couple of other really good is that like michelle's action dad? sci-fi movies say again
2: is that michelle's dad
1: no, Dan Trachtenberg is maybe thirty-five.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah,
1: he he comes from a, like a YouTube background. He used to be, um, he used to do like a lot of really cool short films online, and like from the the G four era of TV and video games, but he is, um, mm, yeah, okay. uh, he he's a, a pretty solid choice for this. I'll take your that, word for it. That just finished filming, and uh, it's going into post production now.
0: You know, it's very much one of those, how many times do you get kicked in the balls before you stop presenting your groinal area to the person that's kicking you in the balls? That's kind of okay. how I feel about
1: all of this. It's, it's Predator. And they have as long as they have that IP and they can keep making movies, they're going to keep putting them out. Because there's always going to be an audience for Alien and for Predator. Good, bad, no matter what. All right, so I saved this one for last because you guys should enjoy this. This is actually good news um, for you Harry Potter fans. Um, One, we are getting a quiz trivia-style show called Harry Potter Hogwarts Tournament of Houses coming to Cartoon Network and TBS um, and HBO Max, and it's going to be a show, basically a a trivia show to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the first film in the franchise, and it is going to be hosted by Helen Mirren.
2: That's cute. What well, will she be doing her voice? I, I don't know. <laughs> Listen. Okay. All right.
0: I don't want a fucking trivia show. Although, you know, all kudos in the world to the OG Helen Mirren. What I fucking want is a goddamn live action expanded universe fucking Hogwarts show, or not even Hogwarts. Give us any of the other schools. Nobody wants to sit around and watch pretentious motherfuckers who think that they are the gatekeepers and knowledge of all things Potter sit there and jack each other off in front of Helen Mirren about how much they know about the fucking movies. Fuck that. Give us real content. I'm done. You're not gonna.
1: You you still me. mad about that trivia thing you went to?
2: Yes,
1: I'm still very
0: mad about that goddamn trivia thing (laughs) I went Uh, to,
1: baby. (laughs)
2: Again, I I saved that one for last. It shows a little bit. bit.
0: (laughs) No, No, it's really exciting that Helen Mirren is doing it, but like again, what I really, really want is an actual show. And if you don't know how to do that, well, maybe just just download the little seven day free trial of Disney Plus and you can check out. All of the ways that Disney is doing just that in not one, but two fucking franchises.
1: Why is this so hard, hard Warner Brothers? Is that George Lucas gave up control of Star Wars when he sold the franchise? Uh JK Rowling, who is the worst, will not do such, you know. She she barely gives up control for the making of the films, but she still writes most of them, at least the initial screenplays.
0: I mean, listen. Then then take that screenplay for Cursed Child, jazz that bitch up, and make it a fucking series. Like you've got content. Or you can take any of the five billion fucking stories that you have on Pottermore and turn them into an
2: anthology series.
0: Like you don't even have to do the work, the material's already
2: there. We could get a Marauders show. We could get about oh Freddy George and his team. We could get a Quidditch um, show. We could get um, Ministry of Magic, a crime show. Like we could get so much. It's right there. I
1: I I'm just reporting the news. Uh, I mean,
0: we can you can give <laughs> us a Law and Order, Ministry of Magic. Like, come on. There's so much we could do.
1: Uh, yeah. Mirren said. I knew someday I'd get a Harry Potter role, and I'm so pleased to take part in the 20-year uh, 20 fil- 20 film celebration. Who's said that? At? Helen Mirren.
0: The, listen, always- she's not in any of
1: the previous films.
0: Right. Always the model of civility, Helen Mirren. We appreciate that. Or, baby girl, you could have held out and been one of the professors or headmasters from days gone past- And actually been in the fucking movie and
2: and done a show or something.
1: Uh, I want. I would like to clarify. Trying to give Helen Mirren money, like Helen Mirren ain't cheap.
2: (laughs) I would like to clarify when I said, "Is she going to do her voice?" I meant, "Is she going to do the Queen's voice?" Oh, that's a good question. I don't know Helen
1: Mirren. You get what you get with her.
2: I want the Queen's voice, though.
0: I want it all, though. Helen Mirren is always fucking delightful, so I don't care what she does.
1: Yeah, I'm saying I'm pretty sure that this isn't stopping her because she did a quiz show. They're not going to be like, oh, we can't have Helen Mirren in any future movies because she did that quiz show, guys. <sighs> that, that's all my news. Like I said, I tried to save something that you guys might like, but apparently you guys hate it, so... <laughs>
2: It's it's just we don't
0: need
1: it. We have other right. things. That we need. <laughs> let's, let's be fair.
0: It's not that we hate it. It's rather it's it's like watching somebody cook an amazing meal and then they toss literally the scraps on the ground and they're like, here, look what we made for you. And it's like the the fucking crust from the bread that somebody broke off. Like, I want better. All Potter fans should want better. But it's not against you, Helen Mirren. You're delightful and we love you. But come on, Warner Brothers. She's like, I know, bitch. I wasn't in those movies. Right. (laughs) Like Warner Brothers, we just, we need you to to do better. Also, Eric, um, let this be the last week for the remainder of 2021 that this is the energy you bring with your news. All right.
2: It's not great, baby.
0: It's not. It's not great. And and I never thought that I would be that person to be like, hey, you know what I want in my life? I want more weighted news. Give me all that Fox, that Fox News. I don't want Fox News, but look, you got to do better than this because this was,
1: this Did is you not your best work. Harry Potter at the end. It's a little
2: bit of sewage, sweetie.
1: You gave us sewage. Oh, I could have given you some real shit. Some, we could have taken a turn down Scumbag Alley. I got some scumbag shit.
0: Listen, we didn't take a turn down scumbag alley, but instead you treated us like we were at FedEx Field this weekend. Because I don't know if you guys heard about this, but literally in the middle of the game, one of the sewage lines broke and people had sewage water. People literally in their seats had sewage water like Just raining down on him. them. Yep.
1: I was like, if, <laughs> you, if you want water. a better thing to, to cap off the fucking news with, then today, the 15th when we were recording this, is Tom Hardy's birthday. Happy birthday, Tom Hardy. Okay, Bitch, that we didn't know is that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't showing his butt though. No, he wasn't. Well, And I'm not excited the, about
2: this movie.
1: The early reviews from Venom are actually quite uh quite good.
2: Really? Are you excited about it?
1: No, I'm not, but I'll go see it because I see everything. I like I said, it's it's not my venom. It's A. Venom.
0: Tenum. Venom, venom. Hashtag not my Venom. Eric is really trying to recover on this news. Let's just leave this garbage I'm baby just, where it is. Just
1: giving y'all what you wanted, you y'all. Come, you come back next me. Y'all,
0: let's y'all, wow. tried to yeah. save you some
1: Harry Potter news for the end. I, uh. I got you the shitty stuff. You didn't want to hear about triplets. You didn't want to hear about Eraser.
0: All right. Anyway, guys, as I mentioned before, uh, today we are going to be talking about graphic novelist Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. I was going to go through this amazing uh, intro that that Manero, who writes our scripts, wrote. And I'll get to it in a second. Brian, what the fuck? And we'll just leave that there. Anyway, Brian, Mr. Vaughn, is known for his works like Paper Girls, Ex Machina, Runaways, which anybody who knows me knows how much I love Runaways, Pride of Baghdad, Saga, which we'll come back to for sure. And why the last man standing? Uh, we no, left
1: Just why the last man? Why the last man?
0: Uh, yeah. Why did I say the last man standing? It is why the last man. I think man. it kind
1: of just rolls off the tongue when you say it the last does. man. You immediately want to say standing.
0: Standing. Yeah. No, but he's just the last man, whether he's standing, Yeah. Thankfully, line, we, we want to
1: reference the amazing book and show, not the terrible Tim Allen show, Last Man Standing. he's wipe that.
0: I <laughs> about that show. That was pretty bad. I believe
1: it's still on the air. It has a what? following. Yeah. All right.
0: It. Well, white anyway,
1: we'll be white people in white people in.
0: we mm-hmm. left why in. the last man for last specifically because we are going to be talking in depth about why the last man next week in part two. So as we're talking through this week's episode, don't be in our DMs like, but guys, you didn't talk about why the last man and the episodes drop. Like, we know we who's fucking gonna know
2: who's going to do that.
0: I mean, One Mad Monkey is... That
2: That sounds like some Mad Monkey shit right there. I can go on record and let you know that he didn't even know about it. I, yeah, I don't believe he's familiar with the list of Brian K. <laughs> yeah, I would say, because, you know,
0: he can be on some, well, actually shit real easily. All right. Well, uh, for those of you guys that may not be familiar, and and we'll, we'll get to the venom that I, I feel in my heart for Brian K. Vaughn a little later. Uh, but he's been around for a minute. Um, his first credit, well, some of the first credits he got in the comic book world were with Marvel. Um, he actually did uh, Tales from the Age of the Apocalypse from 2002 to 2008, along with Pia Guerra. He created Why the Last Man, which, as many of you should know by now, is a new show. And the reviews so far of the first couple of episodes have been very positive.
1: Yeah, they dropped the first three episodes um, on Monday. Yep and I watched them like back to back I haven't watched we'll get, them yet. We'll get into I think that next week, though. Yeah, they're, I would say amazing. I think
0: that's gonna be that's gonna be my weekend uh, assignment as I stay in the house because I don't want to go anywhere. Um, but that story centers around Yorick, who is the only male to survive an apparent global androcide. If you guys again are not familiar, you don't even gotta read it. All you gotta do is just type in "Why the Last Man in the Googles" and they'll start getting previews and things of the show. If you're not, if you haven't already seen it. Um, in 2005, with the help of Adrian Alfona, he created the Runaways um, as a graphic novel for Marvel, which got turned into a Hulu show uh, that ended prematurely and made me very sad. Brian <laughs> K. Vaughn is just into breaking my heart. This is what I'm learning as I'm as I'm going. He through didn't cancel the show. He had
2: yeah. He had no parts in that.
0: <laughs> he created these characters that I love that got canceled. So it's it's his fault. Cool. Um, And then, let's see, the show came out in 2017. In 2006, he wrote Pride of Baghdad, which is a comic that centers around a group of lions who escaped from an Iraqi zoo after the start of the Iraq War. From 2004 to 2010, he wrote Ex Machina, um, which is not the movie that you guys may think
1: this is a whole different no but it is going to be a movie soon starring oscar isaacs who is also in the other
0: version right now is in
1: everything mm-hmm. he's playing except for... hundreds, and except for he Love is you. a he is a fantastic choice for the role
0: yeah and then in 2015 because this guy is busy y'all like there's a reason we're highlighting him it's not just not that Comic book writers in general don't deserve to get highlighted, but this guy has done some amazing work. Um, In 2015, he gave us Paper Girls, which is a story of four newspaper delivery girls whose town is struck by an invasion from the future. Um, I know it sounds kind of kooky. It's really good. If you've never read it, you should check it out. Um,
1: It's also soon to be an Amazon original series.
0: It is. Is it going to be live action? Yeah. So good.
1: There was a a casting thing not too long ago looking for uh, basically uh, young people of color to be in the show. So I sent that out. And when I found out, I'm excited for it.
2: That's The casting was in Atlanta, though, right?
0: I think so. When you sent it, Eric, yeah, I think it was. They were looking specifically in the Atlanta area.
1: Uh, It was either Atlanta or like the Pacific Northwest because I I believe the the book takes place. Yeah. But they film a lot in Atlanta. Atlanta gives everybody film credits or uh, Mm -hmm. tax credits. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And then we get to what uh, good old Brian did from 2012 to 2018. That's not nice. nice. Uh, He wrote Saga. And for those of you that are not familiar with Saga, it is the story of a husband and wife's tale of raising their daughter during a galactic war because they're from opposite sides of the uh, battle.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a Romeo Juliet if they had- In
0: space with galactic wars. And, and and here's the thing that sounds a little kooky. But when I tell you right now that I'm still angry, it's 2021. And he hasn't come out with the next set of books on saga. There are all types of violent things I would be willing to do happily if somebody said, but when you go sit in jail, you're going to get the rest of the story
2: is kooky your word. Cause you said it for paper.
0: Cause it's Halloween time. I'm feeling All very right. cookie right now. But this is, but here's what the problem is. Fuck you for not finishing this story. Nice. Because if and he says you, that nice.
1: they are halfway done, That's not like nice. from where they left off, where they took their big break, there is a whole another half of the story. So you got like another sixty issues. That's
0: not well, nice. I want to have sixty issues, but it's now been three <laughs> fucking years, and we've Pretty gotten cool. nothing. But he's letting you know. Oh, also, I, I don't,
1: I don't know if uh, if it was in Manera's excellent research that she put for his work, but I, I feel like we should also highlight the uh, the Private Eye, which is a book that we way back when yeah. um, some of our early episodes, when we did our first book club, um, I brought up the Private Eye because a it was also it was independently funded and you can st- mm-hmm. it's free online, but you can pay for this gorgeous uh, hardback version of it, and it, it's a you know a future tale about everyone in the future having basically like personas where no one goes out in public and shows their real face anymore because everything is leaked online.
0: It's mm-hmm. so good too.
1: Yeah, it's really it. amazing.
2: I think we all bought it, but I bought mine when the pandemic like hit because yeah. we were all wearing masks and I was like, well, this is timely. <laughs> yeah. It, it gave me some die. ideas like looking
1: at all of the masks that and um, I forget the the artist, uh, Marcos Martin who did the the art like having to go in and make all of these masks for so many people and all these background characters. It's just a gorgeous book as well. So, yeah, I, I would say Eric, you're. Too.
0: I would say you're actually on par because what I was going to say that now that you know again with Manira's amazing research and it was much nicer than anything I would have written because y'all I'm that butthurt about Saga right now which should tell you how great a, a story is. It's a phenomenal just, story.
2: Just thought we would give that man his flowers. <laughs> Before be. we stab him in
0: the side of the neck yeah. <laughs> um, but with all of that it, it's kind of funny that you did that Eric because this is what I wanted to do I wanted to now that we have a little bit of the backstory, um, dive a little bit deeper into some of the work that he's done and specifically why he's so
2: good at different genres
0: right because that's the thing like I feel like you know when you think of of the big names the names that everybody really really knows in the graphic novel world they may write and and like Frank Miller comes to mind obviously immediately right and it's like he may write great books but they all kind of have a very similar feel Mm -hmm. And I think that one of one of Vaughn's bi- biggest assets is that his stuff is all over the place. Nothing of his that you read is like anything else that he has written. But in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you know you're going to get something different. It's going to pull on a different set of heartstrings. If it pulls on heartstrings at all, because some of his stuff doesn't quite pull on heartstrings. But it's like everything is so different. He really is a storyteller.
1: Yeah, and you can tell that just from, from things like Pride of Baghdad, which is literally a story about a pride of lions going through, you know, war-torn um, Iraq after the, the U.S. invasion.
2: Which low-key sounds amazing, and I kind of want to get that. <laughs> it's really I love good. Life of Pi, and it kind of sounds like Life of Pi to me.
1: So. Kind of, but at the same time, like, uh, if I remember, Kirk, it's been a couple of years since I read it, like, they don't talk. That's you know even I mean? better. Like, yeah, uh, it's one of those things where I would have I, I I would hope that someone would make this into like a short film. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. Cuz yeah. it's it's a single graphic novel, it's a single volume, um and it's just this amazing story. I believe he won a uh, an Eisner award for it.
0: This man had so many Eisner awards, it's not even funny. Like seriously, he uh, he's got a couple of Harvey awards, he's got Eisner awards, he's got Hugo awards. Like he's he's one. Oh no! Wait, no.
1: B- sorry, I'm thinking of something else. They do talk uh, the the lions in the in the story, but still, just Aww. having that from the perspective of the lions, like it's yeah. just it's a fantastic book. I was thinking something else.
0: Yeah. Also, for those folks that um, might have been into Buffy, he actually did some writing for Buffy the the Vampire Slayer too. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, um, I'm not sure if he did for the show or for the comic.
0: No, I think it was the comic, because he did uh, the he, Buffy the Vampire. He has worked in on shows, eight.
1: though. Like, specifically, <laughs> when, I know, Meneer, you watched Lost. Um, I did. When For a little some bit. some of those later seasons, I, when it started I, to go like... way off the rails, mm-hmm. they brought in Brian K. Vaughn, and he wrote like several episodes in season four and season five to kind of like get them back on track. And a lot of people will say that some of those, those are some of the best episodes, especially to help tie up the series.
0: Yeah. He actually did a couple, just like three in season three as well. But yeah, he wrote several of those. He actually also did a couple of episodes uh, for The Runaways, which, you know, I mean, he wrote them. So if anybody knows how they should
1: be. I think he only got a uh, producer credit on that um i've seen some of his interviews where he's mentioned how you know his feelings about the show where he basically just kind of let it go because they had to change so much for the show to make it make sense because they also have to it it, not to spoil it but the characters in the comics they are the children of famous supervillains, whereas in the show they're like the children of people in like a secret cult you know what i mean so it doesn't hit as hard but you would have to like for them to have properly done it, like you'd have to acknowledge them to be in the proper MCU, where people like Captain America and Red Skull and you know all these these big names, which they were
0: stuff. not ready to do back then. But yeah, maybe maybe we get a reboot.
1: I believe he was also yeah. the showrunner for one of the seasons of Under the Dome, the Stephen King show. He was. Yeah. Yep. Stephen
2: King which, asked for him directly to um, write the script for that.
1: Man, man's got bars. He he knows what he's doing.
2: He definitely,
1: definitely knows what he's doing.
0: And I mean, I think that that's kind of, I think that's the the gift and the curse though, right? Because when you're somebody like him, who's like this prolific storyteller, you get people like me who want everything and we want it now. And, you know, other writers, like your Stephen Kings and things like that, that have, or folks like that that also have, like, that level of success and, like, that fandom, like, they'll be the first to tell you it's real fucking easy to burn out writing that much, and it's like, we I We don't it.
2: care, George R. R. Martin. We want our things.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, if Grant Morrison can do it and still do it, you can fucking do it, and, you know, people like Warren Ellis, who may be personally trash, if they can do it, you can fucking do it. And hopefully you can do it without being a fucking creeper. Like, like Ellis. else.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, but here's the thing. So, so far, what's already been adapted for for the screen, mm. The Runaways, we know that Paper Girls is in the works. We yep. know, obviously, Why the Last Man is already out. And
1: that's what are you been guys... in development for years. I'm say Why the Last Man first, uh, like the first comics came out in, I, th- I want to say 2002. And I, uh, when the final issue... Hits, um, hit stands. It was two thousand six, two thousand seven, and I was working at a comic shop at that time, uh, doing a part time job where I worked on Sundays and I would come in and help on Wednesdays because Wednesday's is New Comic Book Day. Um, and I remember reading it, um, the second to last issue and then the last issue back to back in the comic shop and fucking weeping my eyes out. Thankfully, no one came in there on Sunday, so I just had. I, I basically worked there to get the discount and to read whatever I wanted. But yeah. Um, That's when I first learned, because that was my first big experience with Brian K. Vaughn, where I learned that, oh, this man will break my heart. And he's done it consecutively uh, throughout the years.
0: And, of course, Eric, being the great brother that he is, is like, hey, hey, Maria, you want to read something? I mean, listen, I know you don't really know about this guy, but let me tell you about this guy. But I want you to start with this.
1: And what you put in my hand You're not supposed to, 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 I don't want to spoil it for you. You know, you're supposed to, to ingest it however you, you ingest it. No. Maybe, Eric is a dick. Maybe you would have gotten to the end and not had the feels.
0: Listen, Eric is a and dick then, because he gave it end. to me. And then he was like, every time I come to get a new book, he's like, oh, how are you liking it? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. Knowing damn well what was going to happen in that last episode or in that last um, book that we're now waiting for him to come back and explain and when I finally got there, I remember calling Eric and just like screaming in his ear. I was so mad because it's like, well, when is the next one coming out? And Eric was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you mm-hmm. mean you don't know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, this was like 2019 when you read that. And I was yep. like, yeah, it's been on hiatus for about a year now. I think uh, maybe, maybe we'll get it by next summer.
0: <laughs> I think I legit like called him a bastard and slammed the phone in his ear. Like it was... A pretty because to Eric, but you point, knew what you were getting into, right? I you didn't heard. Know. Uh... No, no, no. Yeah, I no. Didn't I, know. I tried
1: not to, to tell people. Oh, like I, gonna be I a... knew. You knew. Yeah. I knew.
0: I did not. It was more like, hey, Eric, I want to get back into reading comics. I I stopped. What do you recommend? I need some stuff that's not going to be too too much, like where I need to run to the comic book shop every single week. Or to, and he was like, oh, no, no, check this out. It's a really cool story. And I was like, well, what's it about? And he was like, oh, there's a galactic war. And, you know, one, Plus one person. Stuff,
1: you don't huh? have to have a lot of backstory to, to jump into it. Like, mm-hmm. especially stuff like Saga. And, mm-hmm. like, normally his books will run for something like 60 issues or a little bit more. But, like, it's not like superhero stuff where you have to know years and years of backstory. Like, nope, you can pick up everything Saga is contained. issue one and just go from there.
0: Yeah. everything is contained and so it's one he of those good me, like
1: jumping off points like when someone's like what should i read i'm new to comics saga There you go yeah
0: yeah so he let me go in relatively blind and it wasn't like hey you're gonna enjoy this but i gotta give you a heads up towards the end well i also might- didn't expect you
1: to like go through all nine volumes in like two weeks
0: i did if I wasn't – like, literally, if it was a situation where I was not working, I was reading. I couldn't put it down. It was so good.
1: Yeah, and it is, is amazing. It. Which makes me even more angry because, again, it's, it's they the last issue came out in 2018 and we're still waiting.
2: I'll let you guys be angry. I know how this works. I'm not angry with them. But you've <laughs> well, actually read not,
0: it, though, it's right? It's
1: not the first yeah, time okay. – <clears throat> it's not time for the first time that they'd, they'd taken a little break. They'd done that before where they'd be like, Oh, okay, we're coming to a break in the story. You know, this will be a small cliffhanger and then we'll come back next summer. Cool. A lot of comics like that are, are done like that, especially like indie comics or stuff where, um, like image is, is creator owned. So like, um, it's just the two of them for the exception. I think they have a, a separate letterer, but it's Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona staples. whose art. I absolutely adore. Um, yeah they 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 weren't at that point they were like oh okay we're going to take a little break we'll be back in a couple months and then this last break came and they were like oh yeah we'll we'll be back eventually <clears throat>
2: i just i the reason that i'm not upset um as much as you all are is because of the time and care that I can see that he put into these characters. Yeah. And so the way that it left off, I'm like, well, if I'm already hurt and these aren't my characters, what he's done, I'm sure probably hurt him a lot more. And so he's probably trying to figure out how to give it a good enough, not ending, but a good enough reason for George what he did. That or Martin. I don't think so. I think no, George. No. I think George always, got painted himself into a corner with the yeah. story coming out. You know, Vaughn I has
1: think always that. like planned ahead and always like pretty much every story of his that I've read has had a, success, a, a You know, a satisfying conclusion. They haven't been to you know. It's it's always one of those things where like the second to last issue is what really like kicks you in the balls.
0: Well, I don't so want to get kicked in the balls no more. Give me the damn book
1: because they read, read why the last man and uh,
2: patiently, sweetie.
1: Yeah.
0: Because that's definitely my strong suit is patience. Right. I mean, and, and here's the thing, though, in fairness to him, like it is really Manir to your point. Like he does genuinely he must genuinely care about mm-hmm. all of these characters because of how he writes them. Um, but I feel like that in and of itself makes adapting anything he writes into film kind of hard right because yep. like as eric was talking about with the runaways it was adapted into a tv show obviously because of the whole marvel disney sony or whatever deal you know changes had to be made but even with that like i'm sure he watched it and he was like this is not what i wanted for my babies you know
1: yeah and And so it's it's probably the same with why the last man because again that's been in development hell for at least a decade like i said the book ended in 2006 excuse me and there had been talks of studios picking up the options and originally it was going to be a movie and there's no way you can get all of that into a movie a single film let alone like maybe a trilogy but like Everyone that I know, like there had been fan films and people like doing their own fan casting. And, you know, every now and again, there would be like, oh, yeah, now this person is going to write Why the Last Man for this studio. And it's going to be this thing. And up until FX picked it up, I was like, the only way this would work is if you made it a series and it was on something like HBO. And this was back because it's so in the works for so long. Like I was like, oh, okay, well, you could put it on HBO. And this was before HBO streaming and HBO Max Mm -hmm. and all that stuff you know i was legit talking about hbo sunday nights that everyone knows
0: (laughs) but but here's the thing though like because they have not called it a limited series they are just calling it a
1: series and yeah no um i believe the showrunner came out and they said that they have plans If, if everything went to plan and they were picked up for more they legit want to do this as a five season run and I think five seasons is enough to like, because I believe there are 10 episode seasons. That's more than enough to get the story out.
2: All right. It's good to know that they have an ending.
1: Yeah. And I mean, again, it's, it's not like saga where we don't know the ending because it's not written yet or Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, for God's sake. Like, this has been done for, you know, 15 years.
0: Right. So now that, that we do know that, Eric, and we know that... If, cause we're going to, we're going to put that positivity out into the universe, right? So mm-hmm. assuming that they successfully make it to the, through the five seasons or two, five seasons, what are some of the aspects of the novel that you, well, either one of you, I said, Eric, but the questions for either one of you, like, what are the aspects of the novel that you're really hoping make it onto the screen? Is there anything that like jumps out to you like, ooh, I really hope they include this because it's going to kind of suck if they don't?
1: Off the top of my head, nothing. But at the same time, um, like I said, I've watched the first three episodes and they've added some things that really make sense to flesh the story out. Because the story is essentially about, you know, there's the big event, but then there's also the, the, there's a series of road trips that have to happen. And because the world is essentially decimated you you can't just jump on a plane or you know things like that so from what i've seen they they're doing a really good job of like fleshing it out so if they really did want to make this five seasons it would work um i'm very impressed with the actress that plays 355 because she is my favorite character in that book even more than than york who is the main character because he's as you'll find watching the show and if you read the books he's kind of a fucking idiot but you're not supposed to you know he is the last man on Earth, but he's not the best man on Earth. You know what I mean?
2: Well, it's not called Why the Best Man, so. Yeah. She, was in North, North, she was in Nosferatu. Well, she, she came later, but she was really good in uh, what they gave her to do. In Nosferatu, she was good.
1: I was like, she is essentially the second lead in the show. Um, and she is probably the, the biggest character in the book outside of uh, York.
2: I wish they would say that more.
1: Well, at this point in the story, she has to be very stoic because, again, she is a secret agent. Um, but she's, she's a very stoic character. And that's kind of the the beauty of the book is like both characters kind of get broken down over the course of it and they become completely different people. And I love the book. But, again, I'm I'm not looking forward to where it's going because I know what happens. And that's that's the curse that I have to bear.
0: I mean, in fairness, that's kind of the curse of reading and enjoying anything by Brian K. Vaughn.
2: But I'm going to leave that there.
1: Well, I didn't want to be that guy that's like, oh, well, uh, I've read the book. <laughs> that's not how it goes in the book.
2: You're not that guy?
1: You're not no. that guy. No. Okay. Sometimes I like to be, but at the same time, like, I, I like where they're, where they're going with the show. But we'll, we'll save that for next week because I know we're going to dive into the show next week. Um,
0: awesome. So, Manera, have you read the book? Or are you just I have going it. In
1: blind?
2: I have it. I'm going in blind.
0: Okay. All right. Um, well then never mind, because I was gonna ask you if there was anything that you would hoping would not make it in, but
1: I you have them if have you them. want to borrow them. No, I, ha- I have you've got them. Oh, yeah, okay. no, I thought you said, some, I, thought you some, said I, I haven't.
2: No, I haven't read the book. I have the book. Oh okay. are Because you, you want to go into the show blind, right? I would like to, yes. Since the show is since the show is here, yeah, I would like yeah. to do that. And then I'm just happy did. it
1: finally exists. Yeah. And that, like, I've seen Brian K. Vaughn, he's been promoting it, which is great, because I know a lot of times when things like this get adapted, if they don't have a good uh, a good working relationship with the original creators, then, you know, you see them get angry in the public, and they're like, oh, that's not my work. So he seems to be pretty on board with it. Like, they kind of basically contacted him every step of the way.
2: Oh, you mean like Alanis Morissette with that documentary?
1: Yeah. That w- that was going to be in my, my scumbag alley turn, if you guys would let me that and some folks with some anti-mask stuff but we'll we'll save that for another day Uh,
2: look that up if you want to be angry ladies
0: (laughs) i just saw a picture of her and she's not aging well but i didn't read the article so i don't know what the hell's going on with her
1: she's she does a voice on um on the great north which is really funny she plays herself but she's like this girl's imaginary friend but she sees alanis morissette in the northern lights and she gives her advice but she plays her own voice, which I, I love.
0: Yeah, I think that's cool when that happens. So let me ask you this, both of you. Yes. Because I think collectively, between the three of us, we've pretty much read just about everything that he's done. Eric arguably has read the most out of all of us, but Eric's a super read. fan. <laughs> Eric is. Now, no, I just that- have
1: nothing better to do, and I read a lot. Like I said, that was one of the best things about working in a comic shop that on the day that no one went in there, I had nothing but time and walls of books to read. It's like that episode of uh, of the Twilight Zone when the world ended, and there's time at last to read,
0: mm-hmm. but no That's glasses. All that money would go yeah,
1: my <laughs> glasses didn't break. Thank you, modern technology. We don't <laughs> make glasses out of actual glass anymore.
0: So, if you had to pick the very next thing that you would want to see go into production, like for either a live action or an animated. Um, adaptation from him Manera, you seem real excited so I'm gonna start with private you. eye
1: <laughs> I, I was also gonna say the private eye because I, I enjoyed so much
2: mm-hmm. yeah for costuming mention, alone would,
1: yeah the costuming would be amazing we'd have a black protagonist yeah. which is still very rare unfortunately in the world of sci-fi fantasy um yeah I would just like to see it yeah you know what I mean? but
0: can we can we talk about that a minute though because I also agree if y'all wouldn't have said private eye I was on it like private eye <laughs> definitely next but uh, eric has anybody ever made a thing for how many characters of color his works tend to have
1: no i don't think so i don't think he's ever gotten like docked on it or like people have ever either complained or praised him which
0: i I almost feel like he should get praised though because when you think like just about Every one of his books has at least one main character, if not multiple, like main characters that are people of color.
1: Yeah. Well, that and, you know, why the last man for the exception of the 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 main star is entirely female led.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like I if nobody has given him credit for that, like I feel like he deserves a little bit of credit for that.
1: Yeah, no, I would for definitely writing, say like, he, he
2: actually is, has met black people.
1: Yeah, that was was the other thing. I was I was gonna say like it shouldn't be. We shouldn't have to make a thing about it when like we see a character of color in a thing. That should just be the norm. So -hmm. like if you have two characters and one of them is black, cool. That's like real life. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like we should praise him, but at the same time, like I I would say he's something of an ally. So that's that's good. But I'm not you know jumping out there to be like thank you sir. You're invited to the cookout.
2: You acknowledge it. I don't know. Acknowledge it.
0: But I feel, I, I feel like he deserves a little and again, bit that, more. That's not
1: a knock against him. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Like, but,
0: I, but I think that he deserves a little bit more than just an acknowledgement. Maybe not an invitation to the cookout. Maybe that's a stretch. But he d- does deserve a little bit more than just an acknowledgement because he does it so seamlessly to your point that – he writes as if, yeah, like I know black people and I know, you know, Asian people and like all these people exist in the world and we can write them in a way that is not derogatory or stereotypical or these things. Like,
1: well, not just that, but also working with women artists on a lot mm -hmm. of his works like Pia Mm -hmm. Guerrera and um, and Fiona Staples. Like these are artists that a lot of people had never heard of before. Pia, I believe is from Spain Um, And I believe Fiona is also uh, from Europe, but like, these are are women artists that wouldn't get the chance, like, right after Saga became a big hit, uh, Fiona Staples went and did the new Archie. Mm -hmm. And people were like, this seems a little odd because that's her style and Archie looks like Saga.
2: Mm -hmm. It looks amazing.
1: um, Yeah, I love that version of Archie. Um, And I know she comes back from time to time to like do cover art and stuff
0: yeah, so so I feel like he deserves a little bit more because whether he is doing it intentionally or unintentionally, he is opening doors and he's opening them in a way that feels organic, so you're not going to notice. you know what I mean? It is subtle because he's not like, "Hey, look at me, look at me, I, I write black people well, and I work with female you know uh, artists and and I, I make my protagonist women. Like he's not doing any of that. He just does it. Does that yeah. make sense?
1: Yeah, it seems <clears throat> it seems like we're kind of it not 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 that we're bashing him, but at the same time, like it seems like we're calling him out for something that is not uh, that's a non-issue, even though again, this is the way that it should be. Like, right, you He's shouldn't have example. to go out of your way. Yeah, you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to go out of your way to like make sure that in the headline you're like, oh, here's my new comic with a black woman. Like, (laughs) you know. And then make the Bill Cosby, "Mm," you
0: make the little pudding face after you say it? Like,
1: We don't want anything with Bill Cosby.
2: (laughs) It's just the thing that should be done. Yeah.
0: Right. And I think that that's, that unfortunately is the problem, right? Because you don't want to call, it's like giving a man or giving a parent kudos for paying child support. Like, nah, motherfucker, that's what you're supposed to do. But- If no man in the world is paying child support and there's just that one man that's paying child support, it kind of well, feels like e- a Not thing. even
1: that. The the basics of like, you know, if you're in a, a married couple and you have children, like, why are you praising the dad for changing diapers and feeding the kid? It's your job, too. Like, right. I, you don't get best yep. dad of the year for for making sure your kid doesn't die. Are you, just
2: your your kid, but...
0: are you are you sure? Because I think we know somebody that thinks they should get Father of the Year award for just making sure their kids didn't die. But
1: Again, that that's oh, people, sorry. people trauma again, triggered. It should, sorry. it should be the the norm. You don't get, <laughs> you know, all the people that complain about participation awards are the same ones that are won a participation patient award for being told that they're the best dad ever for making sure their kids ate today.
0: Mm, all of this tracks. So,
1: yeah. Anyway, Brian K. on. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> now the
1: counseling hour is over.
0: Yeah, no, I, I just- sip
1: from my Stay Woke mug.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I think it's you can it's get great. in our
1: merch shop. It's amazing.
0: Oh, stay I like guys. that plug. Yeah, get your Stay Woke yeah. mug, y'all. Get your Stay Moke. Stay Moke. Don't Stay Moke. Stay Stay Moke. Mo- there you go. No, Manera, I tried. Manera's looking like. Let's end this, let's shall end we? Manera is going off the rails. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> um, so, you know, with that, we are, we've given you some of his titles. If you haven't already read some of these, uh, Eric will be sure to put them in the show notes. You should definitely pick them up literally you should pick
1: up X uh, ex machina sooner than later because again that one goes into production pretty soon with oscar isaacs and it's all it's
2: right all right i'll get it <laughs> <laughs>
1: well no i'm just saying to the general audience if you don't know the story of ex machina it is about the like is set in a very grounded universe and it is about the world's first superhero um hundred man or sorry um mayor hundred is the character's name but he is a superhero he basically gets contact with an alien he can talk to technology so he builds like a jet pack and it takes place in a version of our universe where 9-11 still happened but thanks to his you know efforts only one plane hit a tower in new york so after saving one of the towers he is elected the mayor of new york and then you know a bunch of other things you know transpire from there
0: because
2: life it ain't easy yeah Oh, I love this design.
1: Are you looking at the book? The book is also really gorgeous. Mm -hmm.
2: Obviously.
0: Yeah. So we'll make sure to include every title that we've talked about in the show notes. As I said, you really can't go wrong with any of them. They're all completely different. So do yourself a favor and literally just write them as a to-do list and go down the list. Um, No – like I don't want to – it's kind of hard because like, obviously I've read several sagas. still my favorite just because of the complexity of family and relationships and all of that. Nine, the,
1: the great machine is the character that's the, the super, his superhero name, the great machine. I forgot it for a second. Go for it. I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Nobody's so, upset with you. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's upset. Um, But, you know, definitely check them all out because they are all going to give you something very, very different. Not just in the story, in the artwork. Obviously, he's worked with a bunch of different artists. Everything isn't going to look the same. It's just he's a a great writer. He just needs to write more. So when we see him at Baltimore Comic-Con, maybe we'll just have to remind him.
2: No? No, I'm going to politely be like, hi, could you probably sign this? Thank you so much. Bye.
1: I love your work. Wearing the shirt that says, Where's the next saga, Brian? I love that. That's
2: rude. That's rude. Eric.
1: Get back to work, Brian.
2: Eric, get that shirt up. Get that
0: shirt up. We're going to go right in there with our shirts.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. (laughs) He'll politely be signing my things and be like, I don't know them. Can you thank you so much for your work. You have a great day.
1: Where's issue fifty five, Brian?
2: Because you're a person, and I, I no, no, writing no, is I hard. He, I can't do he, it.
1: He occasionally posts things on his Instagram where he's like, "Hey guys, I'm writing," and then people will like, like me, will send him angry DMs like, "Where's Saga?"
2: Well, that's what I do with Rihanna. Anytime she's well, like, so I've got a lipstick. And I'm like, where's that music, now?
0: Oh, okay. So you can do it to Rihanna, but we can't do it to Pride no, She Rihanna
2: likes Rihanna doesn't though.
1: make music anymore. We she
2: likes that. it, though. Rihanna doesn't make music anymore. She's supposed to. She's be. retired. I need she me. knows she's supposed to be. She's supposed <laughs> she makes to
1: be. She makeup and boxers. And she she's sits supposed to be making music. Her
2: we were supposed nope. to get an island, an island um, disc, and we did not. Where yeah. is it? The you Navy know, wants you know, it, Rihanna. And the Navy wants you to get away from A$AP Rocky. Remember when he was a colorist? Remember that? Remember that? You do remember that? Don't but remember again, that? we're wrong
0: <laughs> for just wanting to wear shirts in silent protest that Brian K. Vaughn hasn't finished Saga. But well, we're wrong. You're trying to break anyway, up relationships.
1: You were talking about Maria taking it off the rails. Let's, let's <laughs> wrap this up, guys.
0: All right, guys. Well, listen, that is part one. Again, we'll make sure that all of the titles are in the show notes. You can pick up all of these titles online. Um, but I would encourage you, if you've got yeah, an I opportunity, don't. don't. Go to your local comic book shop. Or go to your local comic book shop's website and buy them from your local comic book shop mm-hmm. and not from Amazon.
1: Yeah. Support independent artists, but also, and again, this is this is not shaming anyone who is, you know, maybe you don't have the money for comics. Go to your local library. You know, they're definitely a library, for library as well. yeah. They they carry a lot of his books and a lot of comics that you might not know in the local library. And you can rent them for free.
0: And also kind of on that same vein, if you've got a a library card, and I can say this if you're in the state of Maryland for sure, but other states do this as well. If you have a local library card, they will give you access to um, online comics through like Comixology and a couple of other different sites. Mm -hmm. And also, at least for Prince George's County. So if you're in PG and you didn't know this little hack, I'm going to give it to you and you can thank me later your local library card gets you access to every last one of the Rosetta Stone languages in their app. Literally all you have to do is sign up through your uh, library card online and you can learn a language. So moral of the story, stop giving Amazon your money, support your local libraries and support
2: your local comic book shops.
1: Um, When it comes to,
2: but when it comes to like books and stuff,
1: yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to cut you sure. off there because Amazon owns Comicsology, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: yeah, but at least they, they you're getting, getting it, it for free, ago. and you're not paying for it.
1: True. If
0: you, if you if you access it through your library, you're not paying for it; it's free.
2: But you still get stuff. Others
1: stuff. and and also not to downplay Amazon because they are making his show Paper Girls. Yeah, <sighs> Amazon's it's a bit of an ethical quandary. Enough.
2: It's, it's there. Like you can't uh, you can't not it's it's there.
1: I, I don't want to poke holes in the logic local boat, but yeah.
2: And go to the guy No, no, yeah, no, do that, but I mean also like also watch Amazon when Paper Girls go back. Yeah, there.
1: support the show so that you can, you know, they'll make <laughs> No,
2: more. no, listen, use your subscription and support the
0: show. What I'm saying <laughs> is don't give Jeff I make dick rocket ship Bezos any more of your money by buying the books through books. his website for books
2: Mm -hmm. but there is a cup that i'm
0: looking at oh my god manira all right or just shop on amazon i'm done i'm I'm not no i'm not i'm getting yeah there's there's no
1: there's no good answer out of this like use it or don't we're not going to judge you maybe maria will
2: but maria definitely will what I, am not. I will be looking you dead in your eyes, giving you the head nod as I take my boxes right into my house. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I say, With I say my concentrated I, hoodie on, across the room at this Amazon box that came in the other <laughs> box, Billy <laughs> Eilish on the side. Y'all
0: know no, I'm just anti Amazon right now because I'm on Amazon restriction, right? Like y'all know, as soon as I come up off Amazon restriction, this is like it'll be rated Amazon books. This is like my fourth Amazon. This is yeah, this is my fourth Amazon restriction since the pandemic started, where the husband steps in and is like, bitch, nah.
2: Like you were stop. doing a lot. You were very much like, and then I've got boxes coming tomorrow, and guess what's in. There.
0: It's like Christmas.
2: And I'm like, <laughs> somebody's gonna put a stop to you, madam.
0: <laughs> and he
2: did.
0: He, did. he did. I literally had one box come in like two days ago, and I got the look, like, yo, he looked through me like, what the fuck did you order? And I'm like, fucking was- dish soap, right. dish soap, bro. <laughs> like, I didn't get anything. I literally got supplies to clean our dishes. So, guys, forgive me. I'm a little bitter with Amazon right now simply because I'm I'm on Amazon restriction. But when I come back off of it, y'all going to see.
2: All right. You'll be living in an Amazon house of your own
0: making? (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Y'all are going to come by. It's going to be a space. little Amazon McMansion outside uh-huh. of the boxes. Y'all be like, what the hell is that? Like, I and that live here now. Right? That is in the window of the main house. Like, Mm-mm, that mm-hmm. ain't me. That's mommy's mommy. house. Yeah, mommy got kicked out. Mommy lives in Amazon box now. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen, that is it for this week's fuckery. Go check out these books. Also, want to give you a couple of pieces of production news. Um, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just making sure certain people are okay. Oh, okay. Um, so let's see a small reminder, Imperial Dispatch, which you guys know has been on hiatus, um, is still on hiatus until pretty much the end of the month. Uh, but we will be back to cover Star Wars visions when it drops on September 22nd. So given that, Holy shit, we're already literally in the middle of September? That's yeah. just a couple of weeks away. We'll we'll be right back with it. Um, on Cup and Saucer, Courtney is closing out the HBO Max series Starstruck
1: mm-hmm.
0: on Heralds of the MCU. we just ended too soon. Huh? I oh,
1: said, unfortunately, it ended too soon. We, the, the, the episodes were very short, and it was a very good show, and I'm sad that we won't get more until probably nearly next year.
2: She politely Monday, texted or... us and was like, where's season two? Hitch. but
0: i have a question yes ma'am because there are there is at least one of the main protagonists is british is there any chance that you guys would do what she we do in, in the G. shadows
1: G. G. oh oh yeah, yeah yeah i thought you were talking about from on starstruck
0: no i don't know anything about starstruck but i do know that what we do in the shadows is back and that shit is hilarious and but you, it's I not
2: like it's not
1: in britain no, it's in New York, Staten Island.
0: I, mean, yeah. I mean, it isn't Staten Island, but Laszlo and two is British. two of the main
1: stars are British. I mean, no, La- no. Well, Laszlo is British. Yeah, all three of them are British. The only one that's not British is Guillermo.
0: Who we love. We love Guillermo. Guillermo uh, Guillermo. Yeah. Well, we'll he discuss it. He is currently it, on the season of Archer as well. Probably not. Is, he's on Archer this season too? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Oh, you've caught up?
1: No. I just saw like I follow him on Instagram and he posted. He's also in the new Jack Reacher show on Amazon.
0: There's too many goddamn shows. Like literally, we, my husband and I were having this conversation as my kid ran up and was like, "Mom, have you finally finished Stranger Things?" And I'm like, "No, bro, I'll get around to season three at some point." I started yeah, say, season, season four. Three. Is not
1: until. Like exactly this year, I think.
0: i've got time okay <laughs> but there's just too uh, much if you
1: want something with him and that's really good uh watch werewolves within it's a movie Just you know hour and a half and you're done it was really funny
0: okay i can do that um
1: yeah
0: regardless cup and saucer is getting ready to wrap up on starstruck so we'll have to wait and see what they're doing next uh on heralds of the mcu we just finished episode five of the disney plus series what if uh, the zombies one. So if you mm-hmm. haven't heard that episode, make sure you go and check it out. Cause obviously we fucking love zombies. So we loved it. Uh, but there was a lot that we talked about on that episode. So make sure you check mm-hmm. that out. Um, and then last, but certainly not least next week, we will be ending this uh, book club session by discussing the first episode, episode, listen to me, episode <laughs> uh, of FX on Hulu's adaptation of why the last Marie. man,
1: Are we only doing the first episode or are we doing the first three? Because they Mm. dropped all three.
0: I thought we were only going to do the first episode because we don't want to spoil all of it for everybody.
1: We didn't know they were dropping three at once.
0: We also didn't know that either. I mean, I don't,
1: Manira, what say you?
0: I say we should do all three.
2: Yeah.
1: Plus, there's, trust me, I watched the first three. There's plenty of story to keep going.
0: Okay, fair enough. All right. So I guess we'll be back next week and we're going to talk about the first <laughs> three episodes, not just the first episode of Why the Last Man. So plenty of content out there. If you are only listening to Concentrated, you can go and catch up on some of the other shows. Uh, and like I said, we'll be back next week with the Why the Last Man Um Spoilers, cause guys, we spoil. If we're talking about a show, we're gonna talk about the show. It ain't gonna be some. And then, but maybe, ooh, we can't say that. No, no, no. We're gonna spoil the shit out of it. So next we week, we tiptoed on this thing. We tiptoed. We here. did. We, yeah. we we did tiptoed today I wanted to get yeah. into it. But yeah, we definitely yeah. tiptoed. The today only thing you
1: know right now is all the men dead. You got a Y chromosome, you're dead.
2: Well, I, I mean, mean, we tiptoed in all the other, like, in all of his other, um, yeah. We as didn't well.
1: spoil anything for any of his yeah. other works yeah no the only, of th- us.
0: the only thing that y'all know is that we want fucking book 55 that's it Pu- respectfully respectfully please and thank
1: you but, but with uh, a little haste a little, a little haste for respect
0: <laughs> as i pull the switchblade out of my purse anyway as always guys um we want to thank you for listening and uh, in, in being part of our fuckery. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to give us any feedback, you can definitely do so by shooting us an email. Our email address is concentratedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can drop us a message on our Facebook page, which is Concentrated Podcast. We also have a Facebook group that sometimes people talk in, sometimes people don't. Who knows? But it's uh, Concentrated Blurred Talk, so you can check that out as well. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram um, where we post what people post on Twitter and Instagram. I don't think we're doing anything that's, you know, breaking the internet, but we're on there. You can holler at us. Drops. Yeah, basically. Um, and stickers. You posted stickers. You
1: did yeah, and merch great. drops if we, yeah.
0: Yeah, when we're doing buy, merch stuff. Yeah, we always post <laughs> the sales on there because mm-hmm. them sales. They're... And what they look like, what the product mm-hmm. look like.
1: Looks yeah, like. I wanted to post that because we, none of us had ordered stickers yet and I'm big into stickers.
0: I think now I we get will. A, I think I want to get a phone case, y'all. You're going to post I'm it waiting, when you get it? I'm waiting
1: because I'm going to get the 13. So.
0: Of course Good. you are. I'm of course you are fancy. You're fancy. You're oh, fancy, fancy, fancy. fancy.
1: Oh. Oh. Me, 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 me. oh. Yeah, I'm still going to buy stuff from our store, though.
0: Whatever. Anyway, um, our handle on both Twitter and Instagram is at concentrated pod. You can also check out our store that Eric mentioned. It's just concentrated. So you can uh, on T public, you can just T public slash user slash concentrated, and you'll see all the stuff that we have up there. Uh, Also, all of these links are available through our link tree on Instagram. So you can find all of our, all of the things uh, you can buy us a coffee. If you so choose literally buy me and backslash concentrated pod. That's us. Cause you know, we need coffee to keep this fantastic positive energy going all of the
2: time. Eric wants fancy coffee. Cause he's fancy. Eric
0: is a fancy bitch. He always wants fancy everything. Fancy, fancy, Really? Fancy.
1: Really Manira? What's your, what's your, your Starbucks order this week? How many pages what? is it?
0: What? Oh. And with that, we're ending the podcast. <laughs> oh, 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 we're ending right there? All right. Lastly, guys, you can always leave us a voicemail. The number is 301-531-4393. Again, that's 301-531-4393. Four three nine three. That is it for this week. I need to go find out about this fancy ass Starbucks order. So it's not
2: that fancy. What are you talking about? It's not that fancy. Oh. I
0: mean, every time you hit me with some Starbucks shit, though, I love it. So I really do. I'm- Have you put diabetes. the pumpkin
2: cream foam on the um ice chai? No, you ain't living right.
0: Ooh, see, I made my own pumpkin spice creamer this week. That was amazing. But no, I might have to go to Starbucks tomorrow. All right, y'all, we're out of here. We're mm-hmm. going to talk coffee. We'll catch you guys. I love next that you're week. not
2: banned from Starbucks, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bye, guys.
1: Bye. Peace.